0: Let's get started.
1: Hey there, welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. I am Jennifer
2: and I'm Corey,
1: and we are coming to you this week from sunny San Diego, California, where we've brought um, about six of us from the Insight Marketing Group team to attend an in-person digital marketer conference, something we've done for years. Um, Obviously, we missed out on it last year. It's certainly a different type of event this year, but definitely um, one worth attending. Typically, as we're we're going into planning our um, marketing strategies for the upcoming year, we like to attend various conferences and educational events so that we can kind of see what's happening in industries outside of our own. So um, specifically in the digital marketing industry, we like to see what the biggest brands are out there doing, how they're converting leads into actual paying customers, what they're doing you know in terms of email marketing, Google ad spins, things of that nature, social media. And taking those best practices and and bringing them into the healthcare arena. And um, really it works out well because our office is inside of a medical practice. We're very hands-on from an operational standpoint with various medical practices. And and so we can kind of see the challenges that you're facing every day and then also take what the, the real world, what's happening out there, take those best practices and make them work for you.
2: Yeah, so we're at the Traffic and Conversion Summit, and a lot of the folks here are really focused on e-commerce and converting potential customers into paying customers. And so what we like to do is kind of sit in these sessions and hear a lot of the conversation from these different industries and, and think about how we can apply that to patients and your practice. And um, I think that Jen would agree with me that it's just it's just nice to be at an event with other people, like face-to-face.
1: It is. It, it, it's very nice to be at an event.
2: It's different, but totally it, different. it's nice. And something that we always say is that you know if you're the smartest person in the room, you got to find a new room. And when we come here, um, it's nice to just be around these authorities and these experts and these thought leaders and hear how they're turning you know like a like a thousand dollar ad spend into however many multipliers you know they're they're showing off their best case studies and that always gets our little wheels turning on Well, well that's actually a really good idea how could we apply that to the practices that we work with on a daily basis and how can we take whatever they're doing and make that work for a med spa or an orthopedic practice or whatever yeah
1: and i will say this too like um you know Part of the conversation, and you're seeing it in the fabric of the conversation across all the sessions today, is you know, what did COVID teach us? What kind of adjustments have had to be made as a result of COVID? And, and in healthcare, you know we know that you know we had to pivot quick into telemedicine we've had to you know change our waiting rooms we've had to have waiting rooms out in the parking lot we've had to make adjustments when our providers um have to go into quarantine we've had to you know make safety a top priority things of that nature and in and this is the case in marketing in general except in the digital marketing world Things have gone through the roof. People have never been as busy as they are at this very moment.
2: Yeah, and I think that if we look back um, at at just sort of our business throughout the past, let's say, year and a half, we've seen, too, that um, a lot of people have kind of come out of the woodwork to say, oh, I need a website all of a sudden. And it's because with COVID, everyone has realized that you need a website. So everything is going digital, and because everything is going digital, you can't think like a digital marketer because then you're just thinking like everybody else. Everyone is in the same space. And so that's what a lot of the conversation was like today. So as we're thinking about 2022 planning for clients and potential clients and and just sort of the industry as a whole, um, that was really sort of like the catalyst for a lot of the conversation that we were having today. And we thought it made sense to share that with you guys.
1: Yeah. And I think that one of the big takeaways that I had today is that and we talk about this all the time, Corey, like. All right, if this is the space that everybody is now in, then how do we figure out what the space is next week or next year or 10 years down the road because we want to be where people are going, not where people are right now. And really what it points to is when everything's going crazy and tactics start to fail and you know you're having to pivot all the time, what you have to do is take a step back, slow down before you can speed up and go back to those like first um, like first level principles. And really, that's what I want to talk about, because there was a session this morning where they, they threw up a quote from Jeff Bezos, um, the founder of Amazon, and basically said, um, he, he said, look, I get the question all the time, Mr. Bezos, what, is, what's, what can we expect to change in the next couple of years? And he said, hold on a second, let's talk about what is not going to change the next couple of years. And I think that's what we want to focus this episode on.
2: Yeah, and those, those sort of first principles that Jen mentioned there, those are really fundamental truths that will not change. So that's sort of kind of like marketing 101. And, and one thing that I thought was nice to sort of hear all these experts say today, again, like, you know, titans of the industry, outside of healthcare, of course, but um, it was nice to hear them say, like, content is, is relevant. Content is more relevant now than it was a year ago because we've been beating that drum for a long time. That the, the content, you, of course, you want to meet your patient where they are with the right message. But at the same time, um, as the industry changes and there's big privacy concerns that you guys may have heard about with Facebook and Apple and Google and everything that's going on there, and GDPRs, you know, that was a, a term that a lot of us became familiar with this past year. Um, it goes back to just having really good content. And if you have really good content and you do a really good job, then a lot of the other stuff is going to fall into line. And, and I thought that was really nice to hear because for the longest time, we've been preaching that content is king and you need to really focus in on that. And we've done that for our clients. We no, absolutely.
1: So. And, and so kind of three things that they said are kind of those, those first um, first level principles. we got to own the message, We've got to own the data and we've got to own the media. So let's start with owning the message. I thought something that was said that really resonated with me and and probably resonates across the board is how many times do we get, like, we'll get a campaign in front of us and we'll be checking to make sure that the colors match, that we're on brand message, you know, the imagery matches, that it's saying the right thing, but really that it looks right, but we're not necessarily making sure that the message is spot on. You know, if, if the whole thing with an orthopedic practice is to get somebody back to doing the sport that they love or get them back to playing with their grandkids, you know, does everything that we're putting out there kind of reinforce and, and reinforce that brand message that we want to do? And so if you're going back to kind of the first level principles, taking a look at what your messaging has been saying, where things could be tweaked and how you could execute whatever those tweaks are, um, you know, that's that's easy, low hanging fruit. For really taking a look at your messages and 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 updating them and bringing it back to those core principles,
2: right? And it's also about kind of setting expectations too, because if you are again, let's keep on the orthopedic example there. Uh, if you're saying in one marketing message that you will explore every option before surgery, and then you land on the website and you're just talking about surgery. Um, or if I, if I click on an ad that talks about alternatives to surgery, and then... Well, then I
1: go in for my appointment, and the first thing the doctor says is, oh, I can do a, a like, whatever, fusion mm-hmm. on your lower back, and that's... Oh, well, surgery. wait a minute.
2: We, oh, I wait. thought we were going to talk about other things. Yeah. And so when you have this friction that's created because the messages don't align, well, the, the, I'm going to maybe seek a second opinion, because I thought you were going to talk about other things before surgery, and we see that oh, literally see every that single every day. day. Every yeah. day. Yeah. So I I agree. I I think that if you own that message and you can really kind of hone in on that one value proposition, like what am I, what am I supposed to feel afterward? And again, this is something that, um, it was kind of, you know, obviously I'm biased, but it was nice to hear because we talk about that all the time. Mm -hmm. Like when you land on a website, you don't need to see a bunch of pictures of the doctors right up top because I don't know who they are. They just look like a bunch of old, bald guys. I don't care. But I want to see sort of the after. I don't really like you don't in that first message, you don't need to tell me how I'm going to get there, but you need to tell me what I'm supposed to feel. So if I see someone and they're playing with their kids or whatever, then I'm like, okay, that's I want to do that.
1: We even went as far as having the conversation of, you know, pick one thing. Mm -hmm. You know, pick, pick one thing. Are you about affordability? Are you about accessibility? Are you about, you know, knowledge and experience? And, and,
3: Take one thing, and, and everything let that falls resource. under that. Everything yeah. falls underneath that. Insight Marketing Group is your practice's complete marketing solution. Since 2006, we've helped practices just like yours attract and retain patients through traditional and digital marketing, employee engagement programs, and strategic communications. Anyone can market your practice, but few can understand the dynamics behind decisions. We can do both while providing measurable results and noticeable improvements. For just one flat B, you'll get everything you need to market your practice and improve your online reputation. And yep, that even includes a new website. At Insight Marketing Group, we simplify your marketing so you can run your practice. Check out pricing and learn more at InsightMG.com today. That's InsightMG.com. You'll be glad you did.
1: All right, so we talked about own in the message. Um, data is a big conversation point. Like it, It's just big. I mean, with the iOS updates this year, with the things that are going on in Europe, um, what do we mean by own the data, Corey?
2: Yeah, so own the data. There, there's a couple different avenues for this. So a lot of times what happens, really in the digital space especially, is you don't own any of the data. So what that means is let's say you're going to put a Facebook ad campaign together. You're going to go in and you're going to select your targets and you're going to say, I want to talk to people that are 32 to 41 and they have two kids and they, they buy sporting goods. So all of that stuff that you just selected, you do not own that data. That's Facebook's data. So that's third-party data. And that is what we're starting to see erode and go away as these privacy concerns become front and center.
1: Well, and to put it into the context of the the groups that we work with. I mean it's right up in there with you wouldn't put all your eggs in the hospital's basket. Right? We just we have a vascular group that we work with who got served papers this I I say served very loosely. They (laughs) got papers delivered to them. It felt like they were being served saying they're no longer allowed to accept call at the hospital. And that's because the hospital's decided to hire their own vascular surgeons and, you know, they're screwed on the other side because this is where most of their patients come. And the hospital very easily can say, you know, our vascular surgeons are referring in-house and then on the piece of paper they say, you know, that the patient asked for a second opinion. We all know that's BS, but all of their eggs got put into the hospital basket. It's the same thing. If If your marketing strategy is completely invested in Facebook and Instagram, let's say, Um, Because this is where you've been putting all your effort the last couple of years. You don't own any of that stuff. If, If Facebook shut down your account tomorrow, all of that social media presence that you've built, including all those posts that you've put out there that are evergreen, they would just go away if you didn't already have a backup. You are renting real estate in somebody else's house. And that data is not available to you, so it's just like when you put all your eggs in the hospital basket,
2: yeah, and, and they Facebook has come out and said that, oh um, yeah, you know they in one press release, they came out and they said we're uh we're going to go ahead and shut down the Facebook ads dashboard, but we're going to rebuild it, and it's going to be this amazing tool for everybody." Except for you. Yeah. And oh, by the (laughs) way, if anybody knows how to build a really good dashboard, we could really use the help. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's ridiculous what's kind of going on there. So, if you're relying on them for just your ads or just your data, um, you're not going to be in a good spot. So, first party data, which is really where the conversation is sort of trending to now, that's stuff that you own. So, for example, that is. Uh, on the front page of your website, you have a spot that says sign up for the the latest specials or get our, our news or priority appointment scheduling or whatever. And then someone puts in an email. Well, that's yours. So now you own that. Um, or let's say you've got um, – we do this all the time for our clients. Uh, go back to the orthopedic example. Uh, let's say you put together a webinar. One of your surgeons records a PowerPoint presentation and it's everything you've ever wanted to know about a partial knee replacement. So if – I'm a visitor to the site. I see that and I want to say, oh, I, like, maybe, that's, maybe that's what I need. Maybe that's what I don't need. I just want to find out you know, symptoms and treatments. So let me put in some information here. It's my first name, last name, email, um, phone number. I'm not a patient. There's no HIPAA violation. I just want to get some more information. So now I, as in the medical practice, have all of this first-party data. I've, I've got a name. Maybe I've got a zip code. I've got an email address and then I can market to that person, no one can take that away from me, it's mine, I own it.
1: Yeah, and I think the more that we own our own data, the better, Um, but it, it just, it goes back to, I mean, if you're working with the hospital, you wouldn't put all your eggs in that basket, just like if you only aligned with the hospital's marketing strategy, and when they feel like marketing your ENT practice and head and neck cancer, they may invite you to speak at their event but you are not, because of Stark, you're not going to receive any of those people that showed up. You're not going to have a way to follow up. That's all the hospital's marketing. And so you know, more and more, you have to create your own opportunities to um, solicit and acquire that first-party data. Yeah.
2: And actually, that's a really great example. I just want to expand on that one just for a second. So um, we work with an ENT group who is partnered with the hospital and they were just telling us a story the other day that the hospital is going to bring on head and neck cancer specialists, but that's all they're going to do. And I
1: don't,
2: <laughs> I don't even think they hired them yet. And they're already scope creeping into what yep. the practice yep. does. So just you know, take that for what it is. I'm sure that you have an example like that in your home market. So
1: no, absolutely, but yeah. but more and more, even events. Mm-hmm. You know, like how does it how does it how does this translate to the medical practice? Even events, like the hospital has a great event, they want you to come and speak. Oh, you're going to get all these patients, but you don't get those patients because you don't own that data. You can't right. market to those patients.
2: Right. Not only do you not own the data, but but now, um, and this is kind of like the third thing that they were talking about is owning the media, and you, so you don't want to rely on somebody else's platform. Like Jen was saying earlier, that's essentially renting space. You don't own that, which means that the landlord can come in at any time and kick you off or go away or whatever the case may be. Uh, And then with events, especially now, it's a little bit different due to COVID, but there's a lot of virtual and hybrid events. So using this example, if you partner with the hospital and it's their media, it's their platform, you really are just a sort of participant. You're you're almost a a bystander to your own reality at that point. (laughs) You can jump in, you can... Spend your 45 minutes, and then you have no idea. How did it do? Where are the patients? Was it worth my time? You know, you're only going to know what the hospital Well, and
1: then sometimes when we're working with hospitals, like, you, you hear it all the time. Like, the docs are so excited. Oh, my God, we had 200 people at that event. It was great. You know, I had to take a Saturday off to do it. Oh, it was a pain in the ass because I had to do my PowerPoint. And I had to get it ready. Oh, but it felt good because they're, like, look, guys, we know that you, you have to have a big ego in order to get into what you're doing. Like, you have to. But they are purposely inflating your ego through a good event. But at the end of the day, we're not going to see any ROI unless it's on their turf. And so how can we create opportunities to create our own turf, to build our own field, to get out there and play our own game? and not have to play their game. And and that could be through events. That could be through some virtual events. We've been doing that for the last couple of years. That could be, um, I was thinking about it, you know, as we're going there and I'm like, you know, what could we do from a social standpoint? Um, you know, like a hybrid of owning your own space, but still being on a platform. You know, maybe there's an opportunity. Let's. I always like to go back to ortho because we work so closely with ortho. You know, it's it's, X practice, knee patience or knee surgery support group or knee surgery forum or something like that and you could create these opportunities maybe it's an actual forum that you create on your website that is a like an invitation only you come in for a knee surgery, and by the way, you get invited into this group, and we have all this stuff, and it's also patient advocates that are talking about their experiences and how they went through recovery and keep your chin up, Jim, because week two sucks, but week three is great, that type of thing. But how can we create opportunities for community and for media and lots of engagement without using the platforms that we're renting from?
2: Yeah, absolutely, and and owning that community is key to really instilling loyalty and then building on word of mouth referrals and recommendations and and you can't do that if you don't own the data and the message and and the media and that's the community.
1: Yep, absolutely. So back to that, it's own the message, own the data, own the media, be successful in what you do. Yeah. And let's not get too stuck on being digital because everybody's digital at this point. Now we have to go back and look at what has worked historically and how can we translate what's worked historically into what the future looks like. And
2: that's what 2022 and beyond is going to be.
1: I cannot wait. So with that, I'm Jennifer. I'm Corey. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. Thanks a bunch. Thanks, guys.